HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to A Taste of the Past. I'm Linda Palaccio, your host here on Heritage Radio Network, and today's program is being brought to you by White Oak Pastures. White Oak Pastures cattle are raised in a manner that has stood the test of time. It begins with southern sunshine, unpolluted country air, and fertile coastal soil. The cattle are allowed to roam the pastures and graze freely on sweet native grasses all their lives. White Oak Pastures, all-natural grass-fed beef, has been available in all of the Whole Foods stores in the Mid-Atlantic states. We hope that you'll support their program through your purchase of our beef through one of these Whole Foods stores. For more information, you can go to whiteoakpastures.com. Today we are talking about something that is available a short time of the year only, and only to the very wealthy, so why are we talking about it? (laughs) But it is something that has intrigued gastronomes and and diners and and leaders through history for over 3,600 years. That is the truffle. Truffles are, there's white truffles, there are black truffles, but the white truffle is the king of of all truffles, and what is a truffle? Really, a truffle is a is a tuber, and it's um, some people think, well, truffles are mushrooms. Well, yes, it's a, a fungi type of growth, but um, truffles are are particular in that they are like they look like um, tubers of if you've planted any bulbs that um, that have you know that are tubers, like they have corms on them, they they look like that, and they. They grow at the base of trees, primarily oak trees, also elm and, and willow and chestnut. But the oak trees are the ones that are the um, that produce the most white truffles. And they grow primarily in northern Italy and parts of France and Croatia. They have been found in some other areas as well. They, they look like dusty little tiny potatoes and um, and kind of all bumpy, um, but they and they are usually eaten raw because you they they don't look like anything when uh, when you hold them, but if you cut them open and you smell the aroma, it is something you'll never forget. It is unbelievable. And uh, now some people 
aren't real fond of it, and it's been called moldy and and sort of like locker room smell and very much of the earth. It, but it is a very distinctive odor for sure, and it's it is a very earthy quality. And often you'll find it in offered in restaurants, shaved over pasta or mixed in with mashed potatoes. Again, something very earthy and and really mm, plain tasting, so that the aroma of the truffle comes out. And I said very expensive too. Um, you know, supply and demand. There there just aren't that many truffles and they're very hard to find. <laughs> if you were traveling in northern Italy, Italy and saw a man walking with a stick in a bag and a dog on a leash or a pig on a leash uh, heading towards the deep woods, my recommendation would be to follow him because he's probably hunting for truffles. And it the location of truffles by these foragers are really closely guarded secrets, um, and they and they change often because of the um, because of nature and because of rains and erosion, washing the spores down. And they have a symbiotic relationship with these trees that they grow under the roots of the trees. They feed off the roots and absorb their water through the roots, and they give, I guess, something back to the roots of the trees. I'm not sure exactly what that is. Um, but the the environments where um, they need the cold and and rainy environments, and the bumpiness on the truffles really is is a matter of some truffles come out smooth, and that's if the ground hasn't really been tilled um, or compacted so much that they were able to grow freely. And the more compact the earth, the bumpier the the truffle, obviously because they have to push through a little harder. The scientific name of the white truffle is the Tuber magnatum pico. Where did it get its name, pico? Pico, um, it actually was called a, a, a tartufo, uh, or a truffle, or a trifoli, uh, in his, back in history for a long time. And it wasn't until really the late 1700s that a physician from Turin and a naturalist uh, gave it its scientific name. His and the scientist's name was Vittorio Pico, hence the name, Tuber Magnatum Pico, Magnatum being large. And the they supposedly truffles have been known and eaten for over thirty six hundred years. That's how some some sources document it. But we know from documentation, oh, and that comes from ancient the ancient writings of. Uh, we have writings from Plato and, and Juvenal and Cicero even, but they, it's well documented for well over a thousand years, um, the use, the culinary use of truffles and the hunting of them. And um, certainly black truffles are used. Black truffles are, uh, they're good, excellent, and they grow in different seasons. We're going to learn a lot more about the different, the varieties of truffles from a, uh, a person in the business at uh, later in the show. But there are black truffles, which are a little more reasonable, and um, summer truffles, black winter truffles, and there are desert truffles, believe it or not, than those that grow in the desert. And that's actually where, where a lot of early documentation comes from, were truffles that grew in the desert. The, the price of the truffle uh, was 
you know, I don't know. I don't know how they set that, and we're going to find that out too from the uh, the person in the truffle business. But today they fetch probably around two thousand dollars a pound, if you can imagine that. But then again, the good news is a little truffle goes a long way. You can take a little piece of truffle and shave it over six bowls of pasta, and and uh, and you don't need a whole lot to really flavor it. But if any of you have had the the luxury of being able to try a truffle tasting in a restaurant or opt for the around this time of year you'll see on on a restaurant menu you'll see um, perhaps a dish of of um, pasta with um, butter and cheese and it will have the the truffle option and the truffle option can easily cost you an additional hundred dollars per person on the menu so it's it in it is indeed a luxury and at this time of year, they're also uh, the markets are are. Uh, I think they probably keep them in locked cages. I don't, I'm going to find out more about that. And I said the the location are are closely guarded secrets. Even the selling of the truffles in the market is a really um, secretive, closely held account. They're not really in, in open markets so much, but the suppliers go around to homes uh, to the they're not the homes, but the you know the businesses and sell them privately and. Uh, the the truffle is um i mean it is so guarded that i guess the price even though the price is high <clears throat> you'd think that there would be less of a demand but it's somehow you know you you dangle that golden carrot above people's noses and they they want it all the more so the demand has even gone up higher and it it really has outstripped the harvest often, so the price, then that drives the price up even higher. I had an interesting experience. I had an opportunity to to purchase a a, a small, about a two ounce um, truffle, about two and about two to three ounces. When I on one of my travels in Italy, I was in the Emilia Romagna area in the late nineties, and I said, "Oh, it's great! It's." truffle season and the white truffles from Alba. Alba is the the city in the area in the Piedmonte region of Italy where the finest truffles come from and actually one of the few places where the white truffles are found. But of course then the, they travel down to the other markets. So I was in Bologna at a large market and they had white truffles. I wasn't really sure on gauging the quality that much, but I was armed with Marcella Hazan's instructions for um, a nice firm uh, dry on the outside truffle, and you know they squeeze it so it it shouldn't be spongy and it should be compact and heavy. So this woman was offering truffles, and I saw people buying from her. And I thought my son at the time was a a budding chef. I said, "Oh, what a great gift to take home to him!" So I counted up my money, and they had a a, a nice sized truffle that was about as I say two and a half ounces, and I got what I thought was an incredible price. I paid about a hundred and sixteen dollars for it for this little tiny nugget, and I still had ten days worth of the trip to go through that I had to store this truffle and I had read all the sources about how you were supposed to store it, so I wrapped it in a paper towel and I put it in aluminum foil and kept it in my hotel room and and one hotel room had a refrigerator, so I kept it in there the entire room began to smell like a truffle. I mean, yeah, to the point where it was it was uh, hard to take. It was pretty stinky. I wanted to eat it, of course, but I wanted to take it home as a gift as well. So then, well, maybe I should put it in a jar and seal it so it won't stink up the whole hotel. 
And uh, I tried many different forms, and some sources say keep it in rice, and so I tried doing that for a couple of days. And I could see that this truffle was starting to deteriorate. So obviously I was doing something wrong, or I got a bad product. And well, by the time I got home, got it through customs, snuck it through customs, by the time I got home and presented it as a gift, it was pretty much demolished. It had gotten spongy and, and kind of rotten inside. So... There was my lesson in how not to buy and not and how not to store a truffle. And hopefully, we'll learn in the second half of the show the best way to do that. But speaking of the of the smells, there's a very reputable um, mushroom and truffle company called Urbani, and Urbani sells really quality products. And they have been um, brought to I don't know if there's a lawsuit yet, but they have they have just gotten in battles. They moved into a new space on the Upper West Side in New York City on West End Avenue, and there are apartment dwellers upstairs in the building, all the way up on the 21st floor. Now, when I said this truffle started to stink up my hotel room, these people are complaining that their apartments, all the way up on the 21st floor, are reeking of truffles. Because Urbani also does a lot of work with extracting the the truffle essences and and making truffle oils. And they want them to install this expensive exhaust equipment, which they had initially. But I guess the the odor is so prevalent and so strong that they're claiming that their resale value of their apartments is being hurt because they stink like truffles. That's a pretty expensive perfume. I don't know how much they they should they should complain, but Urbani is a reputable company. I'm sure that they will rectify the situation. In fact, and the reason the other reason I mentioned them is because um, people say, "Well, how can I ever taste truffles? I can't afford to buy you know that expensive a piece you know of a, of a truffle. I can't you know dish out three hundred four hundred dollars for just this little tiny nugget for one meal." Well. Science uh, scientists and, and companies have managed to um, put shavings into the oil and infuse the oil with the essence of and the flavors of of the truffle. Now, Urbani is one of I said one of the reputable companies that do this, and it is truffle that you are tasting in the oil. There are a lot of other products out there that will call themselves truffle oil, but it, scientists have replicated the the scent of the truffle, and it's not really um, the true truffle. So it's just a um, a synthetic flavor that is is put into the oils. So you always want to check the, the product and make sure that it is made from true truffles. So this is a little bit of a, a quick background on, on truffles and on our website, um, probably later in the day, if not now, we will post some some pictures of the white truffles. So those of you who have never had an opportunity to see them, you can see them. But you can go to gourmet markets, and um, and they will usually advertise around this time of year. The white truffle season is from October through December, and gourmet markets who carry um, the truffles will advertise them, and you can see them in their um, uh, cases, their their chilled cases. Uh, by the by, the uh, specialty foods, and you can get a look at them. But we will post a picture on our website as well. So we're going to take a short break now, and when we come back, we will be talking to someone who knows a lot about truffles from a truffle company. Stay tuned.
talking about truffles today. And uh, with us today, we have uh, the national sales um, person from the Sabatino Tartuffi Company, who Vincent Johnson, who together with Federico Balestra, the president of the company, um, run a, a, a very exclusive um, sales in truffles. And Vincent, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good afternoon, Linda. Good afternoon, nice, Vincent. Nice to speak to you. Thank you so much for joining us. I have some questions for you. I gave a, a, a general brief background to our listeners about truffles, and um, and supposedly they have been around. Your the company, the Tartufo, the Sabatino Tartuffi Company, has been around for over a hundred years. Is that correct? It's been around since the early century, nineteen eleven. So oh it's, yeah, it's, we are close to a hundred uh, years uh, anniversary, actually. Oh, congratulations! Thank um, you. But the truffle has been around, we know, for thousands of years. For thousands right? of years, indeed, correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and the um, we're talking, and I was talking specifically about the white truffle because, being the white, some people refer to it as white diamonds because, indeed, it is as expensive as a as a diamond, right? <laughs> Practically, yes, it can be, it can be definitely <laughs> right. Um, is and I know there are different there are different seasons depending on the weather. You know, a lot of rain or too dry, and and is this is 2010 a, a good year for truffles? Well, we we rather starting starting on a good note. We still we still at the very beginning of the season, and and and, and usually the white white uh, white truffle season, which we are now start start just about late September, early October. Officially, it's October first actually, and it goes out through New Year's Eve, Christmas uh, Christmas season, pretty mm-hmm. much. So it lasts about three months, mm-hmm. and a lot of those uh, good harvest is based upon the fact that. We get some good rain and good weather uh, in the early spring. So May, June, if it's a nice rainy season, that that usually translates in a decent white truffle season. And so far, so good. I mean, it, it's not going to be the, the the season of the decade, but it's going to be a decent season. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a pretty hot summer, so it was yeah, yeah, hot, we hot had and dry. Spring, yeah. We had rain in spring, too. Oh, okay. Um, now, uh, Sabatino Tartuffi now has American branches of the company. Uh, is that correct? Yes, that's correct, and that's, that, that is the branch that we run here. We have been establishing our company about just 10 years ago now, 11 years ago, and we've been uh, focusing mostly the, you know, the food service industry, but the last three, four years we have been expanding a lot into the different retail outlets throughout the country. And I know um, there's a website. I, I visited the website, and can a- people actually buy online from your company? Yeah. Definitely, the website is totally open to a uh, private consumer, maybe for fresh truffle as well, you know, the different byproducts that we package. Mm-hmm. That could be truffle oil, truffle salt, truffle onion, and, and so forth. And your truffle oil, I was talking about Urbani's truffle oil, and, and but your truffle oil, too, is made from real truffles and not 
not a, a synthesized not not flavor, a synthesized right? product flavoring. That's correct. That's very correct. So as a matter of fact, our truffle oil flavor, oftentimes we, we you know people describe it as a you know as a mild product, n- nice, smooth, run into the palate product because we do not use a synthetic uh, aroma flavoring in our product. Nice little addition to mashed potatoes. Yes. De- 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 <laughs> all right. Definitely. All risotto. Definitely. All risotto. Definitely. All risotto. risotto. Yeah, yes. yeah, I like it in my Absolutely. risotto. Yes. Um, well. I said I was talking about white truffles, but maybe you could explain to us a little bit about the difference between the the truffles, the the major types of truffles. Sure, there's, there's really three three main kind of you know of, of truffle that have a culinary interest, and that will be the white alba truffle, white truffle uh, truffle, which is the season right now. Uh, it's its character is the main characteristic culinary characteristic is usually you do not want to cook uh, the white truffle because it will it will over you know it will kill the, the flavor the mm-hmm. aroma to it mm-hmm. so you want you want to slice it at the, at the very last minute uh, you you almost want to slice it when when the risotto or the pasta uh, will be with, is in is in your your, your plate already so mm-hmm. it kind of like you know finishes up warm, finish to it's, it warms up with you, with your dish, but you you or if you if you slice it while it's still while it's still on the stove while you 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 you're still cooking on the stove, you will want to cook it maybe just like twenty thirty seconds. So the the aroma and the fragrance to it is a very has a lot of garlicky notes, shallots notes, you know, uh, parmesan, so kind of like a very you know as as, as spice to it, flavor to it, uh, very very uh, intense aroma, mm-hmm. very strong aroma, like a little one ounce uh, truffle will will flavor the all the all the all the all first floor uh, of the house. That's, I mean, that's very right. <laughs> very fragrant. Yeah. Uh, so that that those are the main characteristics. So you do not want to overcook a white truffle. Mm-hmm. Then comes the black winter truffle, and that that refers to black diamond. Uh, truffle, and that starts usually late November, throughout late February, early March. And the characteristics of the of the black winter. Uh, first of all, you cook with it. You want you want you want to cook. The oh, truffle. you do. That's so you. That you, you want to cook it. Okay. You know you want. Into, now is that um, is that called the the Paragord, Often called the Paragord? Also, also that's correct. Also, the, the white is also ref- very much often referred the white alba, and the black tru- black winter truffle will be will be referred to Perigord truffle. Okay. Um, and that those uh, the characteristic the flavor uh, characteristic will be something that is a bit more soilier, has some earthy flavor. But it also has hint of cocoa, mint, uh, licorice. So it varies throughout mm. the season. Same thing for the white. You know, flavor can can vary throughout the season. But those those will be the main characteristic, and they vary throughout the season based on where they are where they are found, the type of environment they are, they grow up, the type of tree they grow up in symbiosis with, and the time in the season. Mm-hmm. The white alba are probably best sometime in November. Black winter are best mid January, early February. Mm-hmm. Or black winter. Very earthy, musky flavor to it, uh, and you you want to cook with them, so you want to slightly cook them, and uh, so they go all the way through March, and then summertime is also available uh, truffle, and those are the the most abundant uh, truffles, so they happen to be also the least expensive, and they have you know kind of light, nice mushroom 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 mushroomy flavor. Sorry. Uh, and being being the least expensive, it's oftentimes people like to use those because it's a good introductory for people who never get a chance to to experience truffle to start cooking with truffle. That's right. That's right. So those those will be the the, ma- the three main uh, type of truffle mm-hmm. that is that are you know that have a culinary uh, interest. Now, 
I've heard that the black truffles can be cultivated, but the white truffles cannot. Was, is this? Tell me what's, what's myth and what's fact. <laughs> that's very correct, actually. Uh, white truffle, um, they have tried to mycorrhize uh, trees and, uh, and cultivate them and, without success. However, black winter truffle, uh, it's been successfully done uh, in Spain, France, and Italy mostly. Basically, uh, wide, wide, uh, vast land, and they plant them usually with hazelnut or, or oak tree. Those hazelnut of or oak tree have been mycorrhized. The root of the trees has been mycorrhized with, uh, with pieces of truffles, mm-hmm. microscopic pieces of truffles. Yeah, they, they sell they the sell tree. the piece of root and all. If you if someone wants to buy them, I know they they've packaged up the root of the tree along with all these um, spores in the root, right? And they Th- that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. You will buy you will buy the, the at the is a stage as an infant stage, I guess. You know, very small size, and then you you plant them, plant the seeds, plant them, and then uh, it usually takes anywhere from seven eight years up to twelve years to start finding truffles. It's cultivated, but it's still a very artisanal, very uh, not totally controlled uh, uh, cultivation. Because a lot of it depends on the watering of the of the of the of the land, uh, on the fact that you're going to be using good dogs, on the fact that the weather is going to be uh, it's going to be good. So it's still uh, there's a lot of even though it's cultivated, there's still a lot of uncertainty in the fact right. that you might be able to harvest truffles. Well, now you mentioned good dogs. I mean, truffles are still foraged by by dogs, right? And, That's correct. And, well, p- much, pigs and dogs, much, right? Very much. They have yeah. to. I mean, it's, it's uh, a summer truffle at times. They can be, they grow up very close to the surface, so they can, you know, skip the usage of dogs. But black winter and white truffles, they are foraged by dogs. And they grow uh, somewhere, how, how far below the surface are they, do they grow? You, you it can be anywhere from a couple of inches downward, 10, 10, 15, 20 inches. 20 inches. Mm. Mm-hmm. So obviously, the, fur, the further uh, under the, the soil, the more difficult it is for the dog to, to smell them, to scent mm-hmm. them. Well, now, when a company is, uh, that deals in the vast quantities that you do, um, do you hire your own foragers, or do you have you have suppliers that come to you? How Both. do you get your How do you get your Both. Uh, you, you you can't you you can't you you never have enough forager because forager can only work within a certain area, hmm. and you know because of the nature of truffle, they, they could be certain you know area that are good at certain time and 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 might not be good at other time throughout the same season. So you you need to have forager working for you. In you know in a very a wide area, a very large territory, so and that, that's for the white, for instance, it goes from southern uh, Italy upwards northern Italy. Mm-hmm. So you you have obviously a forager that works for you, but you do hire also brokers that go work for you and and go out on the field and look for foragers and to purchase truffle from from those guys. Yes, and I've heard it's a it it can be a very dangerously secretive market as well. Well, secretive to some extent, dangerously to some extent. I mean, it's it, it, I don't you know danger comes you know the, the it's it it's not you know it's not like the stock market where everything is on a computer, everything is on paper, sort of speak. But it mm-hmm. you know it's it's. It's very similar to commodity trade. I mean, these well, big men are there. People are willing to spend money. The forager are going to raise their price right. and so forth. I mean, the dangerous part. I think that that that's it's a bit of a myth from you know dating maybe from the fifties and sixties. Now okay. things have gotten a little bit more under control. Things are regulated. There's an official season where you can you know uh, write invoice and things like that. So. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's jealousy between forager and this and that. I, I, I haven't, I haven't personally experienced that the danger part of the business yet. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> But you know, I'm sure there's, you know, there's some myth around the truffle, you know, due to mostly to the fact that you know it's, it's still you know secretive, you know, business in the sense that there's a forager was who knows of a good area and he has a very good dog. He doesn't want to diverge that area to you know to some of the other foragers and, and that's right. Okay. Make sure you take a good care of his dogs and, you know. Well, now, you know, with the popularity um, over the past, oh, I'd say probably, have you seen the popularity rise, let's say, in the past 20 years of the truffle? Oh, definitely, definitely so. I mean, it, it, it's, in Europe, obviously, it's been, you know, it's been, you know, used in, in uh, you know, French, Italian, and to some extent Spanish kitchen for for years and years. It's mm-hmm. part of the culture, especially around the Christmas holiday, but throughout the season as well. But, you know, you know, in the states being somehow a new, new market, or you know, oriented towards better ingredient and better every product, and and, and and you know, better ingredient basically. So, it's, especially the last ten years, I think the what opened up the market also is the Food Network uh, and things like that. You know, the more more radio show talking about truffle product, about about better food product. I mm-hmm. should say uh, more. You know, now you have you know several channels that are totally dedicated to food product so those those obviously have do a, a great deal of helping helping company like us uh expose our product to the ever to the consumer and also the fact that there's more and more better restaurants uh using using those products that ingredient as well you know that appeal to the you know to the consumer who is getting curious about using su- such a product at home in the in their own cooking that's right so well now is there any any truth in um some of the rumors I heard that the supply of the white truffle is is dwindling? Uh, well, global, global warming and fungicides I mean, gl- leaching into the soil. I'm yeah, gl- global warming is, is is obviously not really helping, and and also the fact that uh, uh, you know development of you know what what we what we are called you know third world country, and now they, they, they are technically now emerging country, also wanted to 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 use those products, and you know they, they, those those kind of ingredients are, are not necessarily becoming part of their food culture, but they're becoming part of an ex- you know, currently experience that something that you want to experience from time to time that was, was not existing before, before it was really, you know, uh, focused mostly in Europe. Now it's developed in the States in the last 20 years, and maybe now it's Asia, the Asian market, very much front of a truffle product. Uh-huh. Yes, Europe. in fact, I heard of a big sale in Hong Kong recently, right, of a, of a large Yeah, truffle. correct. Yeah, that was last year. It was, uh, uh-huh. it was a charity auction, actually. It uh-huh. happens every year, and it's usually sometime around December. So, the fact that on one hand you have more people wanting to experience truffle, on the other hand, climate and whatnot, you know, happening, climate change and, you know, things swi- swi- switching around, season getting off and things like that. So there's, there's definitely a lot, lot less available than at the beginning of the uh, century. Right. There's definitely well, a lot less available than the beginning of the century. And you mentioned uh, likening it to, a, you know, commodity on the stock market. And indeed it is. I mean, it it is a, a traded commodity in the sense i mean the prices and it fetches quite a price what uh, what's the price this year uh, approximate price this year per ounce let's say for the because uh, of the consumer price this yeah. year per ounce uh, consumer goes to to local uh, local retail store pay anywhere from 160 150 160 an ounce up to 240 250 per ounce so we're talking so yeah so we're talking we 2000 about 2000 dollars a pound 2500 a pound yeah. up to 32 32 34 Right now, right now, and as mm-hmm. usually by historically speaking, as you get closer to Christmas and New Year's Eve, 
price tend to rise somehow. That's right. And the Surprisingly. average, yeah, right. And the average size of of, of a truffle, it, it is, can be anywhere from half ounce, fifteen grams, a walnut size, and it could be upwards. Largest truffle ever found was uh, pineapple size, but that that's obviously Ooh. extremely unusual. Yeah. But <laughs> usually, usually the largest size will be you know. Like a large tennis ball, golf ball size, that that will be considered a rather large white truffle. Yeah. What's product. the biggest one you've ever seen? A pound and a half. So pound and a half. Wow. A couple of two two put two baseball size together, and then two and a half. Oh, that must really be large size. I mean, that must be really exciting when you when you oh, get a product yeah. that big, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I've had a, an unfortunate experience. I was uh, telling the listeners earlier in. Um, storing a truffle. What is the best if if someone is fortunate enough to be able to buy a truffle? What what's the best way for them to be stored? Obviously, you want to eat them right away. But let's say you can't, you eat them right away, or you're saving them for something. What what's the best way to store a truffle? Sure. So uh, ideally, you want to store it as 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 less as possible. Right. I mean, you know, once you receive it from you know maybe a gift or you purchase it yourself, you want to try to use it within a couple of days. But Wrap it up in bouncy paper, to, to, uh, towel paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will I will leave it on top of a bed a bed of rice. I will not dig it inside of the bed of rice mm. because the bed of rice will absorb the humidity and will dry out the truffle rather quickly. Well, at least you have good risotto. Right? <laughs> that's right. But uh, so you know, just wrap it up in you know maybe maybe you want to put your risotto your canary rice on 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 on, uh, on a Tupperware and 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 you will put you will wrap up your your white truffle. Put it, leave it uh, to rest on top of the, the risotto up up until you're ready to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and check it every day. Make sure there's no soft, moist spot developing. And if need be, you brush them, sli- you know, uh, lightly. You just trim it off. It starts to get a little bit of a soft spot, kind of like an avocado. Sometimes you mm-hmm. get those, those dark spots around, and you just want to slightly trim it if it gets a bit too soft. To, moist. Mm-hmm. So it should not be refrigerated then? It should be refrigerated. Oh, it I'm should sorry. Be. It should okay. be refrigerated. Okay, it should. Yeah. All right, good. It should be. Not in the freezer, though, but it should right. be refrigerated. But no more. Yeah. You don't want any moisture to get to it, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay. I'm try to keep it as dry as possible. Well, if I have the opportunity to to buy a truffle again, I will I will take better care. And not, <laughs> and not, well, also, what I'll do is just take it home and use it and eat it right away. That's what I'll do. Yeah. But I just love when they, I mean, um, you said they should be shaved at the last moment. I love, I have had the, the luxury of being served um, fresh shaved truffles in a restaurant. And well, they bring that box around at the table and open it up. And whew, that wafting of that, of the truffle scent is just fantastic. Just as they shave it, you know, right in, under your nose. Uh-huh. It's just, there's nothing that can compare. I just guess. talking about it, you're getting into it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh... Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Vincent, thank you so much for joining us and, and uh, answering so many of the questions that we have. And I know it's not an everyman's topic, not available to everybody, but you know, we like to hear about the luxury items. That's what makes life exciting, right? <laughs> exactly, and it was a pleasure being with you today. Yeah, this is Vincent Johnson of Sabatino Tartuffi. And I want to thank all of you for listening to A Taste of the Past. Again, I'm Linda Palaccio, and this is the Heritage Radio Network. 